As a matter of fact, I think one of the last times I interviewed Ann Coulter, we talked about Patty Murray. And Ann Coulter makes fun of Patty Murray better than anyone I ever knew. That Patty Murray looks like one of those posters that you, that, that, one of those pe- people that you imagine that actually is a perpetual deer stuck in a headlight. I mean, she even has the white glow on her on, on her pasty white uh, Aryan face of what? What's what, what? What's going on and stuff? Wait, we have to like vote now, really? What are we like? You want me to like pull the? You want me to go over here? You pull the lever? Pull the lever? Yeah, I can, I can. I mean, seriously, how did that woman ever get in the United States Senate? <laughs> That right there is a call to abolish citizen or democracy and voting, selecting members of the U.S. Senate. If the alien with the little tiny shrunken head, Fetterman, (laughs) I was talking to Maggie about this. I said, those pictures of Fetterman were photoshopped. She goes, no, they're real. I said, they can't be. She goes, he has... The body of a six foot four, three hundred pound middle linebacker, but he has the head of a fourteen year old. I said, I thought that they were like making fun of him, no. because I've been very busy. I'm still busy with moving stuff and making studio uh, studio wiring and uh, <laughs> long days around here. I, I, when the show's over, I don't have a lot of time uh, unless I'm writing a Substack to sit down and be uh, uh, deep into what's going on in the news. But I really thought, because I, <laughs> I chuckled out loud when I saw those pictures, because people like him pictures of Fetterman greeting the Bidens. And I went, oh, look, they shrank his head. No, apparently that's the size of his head. <laughs> that's his head. <laughs> that's just <laughs> an actual photograph. No Photoshop need, no Photoshop need apply. Oh, you sent me the, uh, well, I'm reading from one screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, again, I look at that picture because people like that picture and they go like, that, it's, it's still, it looks Photoshopped to me. It looks like the end scene from Beetlejuice where Michael, uh, where Beetlejuice is sitting in the whatever line and the guy that's sitting next to him has... The shrunken head from the African tribe. <laughs> the head shrinkers. Okay, back to Mike Churchill here on the Crusade Channel on a Tuesday. We are live. Uh, I'm reading from Molly Hemingway's piece at thefederalist.com today. How the uh, Liz Cheney's plan to divide the Republican Party has failed. Not that I care about the Republican Party not being divided. What I do care about and what I do just want to revel in is the painful end of the Cheney, Darth Cheney, death, di- the, the, the death Cheney dynasty coming to a crashing close. It was too much for partisan Chuck Todd to take on Sunday, turning over a full third of his lackluster show to Cheney so they both could push Democrats' 2022 campaign messages. You want to play Tucker? Talking about Liz Cheney last night? This is another one. One of the major, and this is real. Frank Wright and I talked about this in my interview with Frank Wright yesterday. If you missed it, it's free of charge. Anyone can listen to it, crusadechannel.com. It's separated out. You can go find it on the website. And Frank and I talked about how these people really aren't, they're not smart people. 
So how do they get into such high lofty positions of power? Because they're willing to sell their souls. They're willing to make bargains and deals with Beelzebub, Baphomet, Bagul, and the boys. As simple as that. You can believe it or not. I believe it. I, and I believe that their example shows that their example validates the rule. So here's Tucker talking about uh, Liz Cheney last night, who apparently doesn't think that you and your family being incinerated in a nuclear blast is a big deal. <laughs> yeah, but you did it for your country. And besides... We're going we're, we're gonna to throw one Putin's way, and there's going to be some Russian people that are going to fry, too. Well, suddenly you've seen a lot of stories about nuclear war. Well, we could have a nuclear war. Not a big deal. Just a, just a nuclear war. I haven't had one in 80 years. Newsweek, for example, recently wrote a piece entitled, These Foods Are Essential for Nuclear War Survival in the foods. United States. Oh, but you don't think that when you're in Safeway. Which food should I buy for nuclear survival? Then Business Insider just reported, quote, 60 years after the Cuban Missile Crisis, the nuclear dangers posed by the war in Ukraine are far worse, experts warned. Why is this not a headline in every paper every morning? At least a few Democrats seem a little concerned about this. According to the Washington Post, 30 House Democrats sent a letter to Biden urging him to shift his strategy on Ukraine and pursue direct negotiations with Russia. Well, yeah. Yeah. But Liz Cheney, who loves wars because they make her feel powerful, remains completely unfazed about the prospect of, well, destruction of the world. Here she was yesterday. The idea that somehow the party is now no longer going to support the Ukrainian people, which, you know, for somebody who has a picture of Ronald Reagan on the, the wall of his office in the Capitol. Would you bring uh, Reagan into this? The notion this? that now Kevin McCarthy is going to make himself the leader of the pro-Putin wing of my party is just a stunning pro thing. Uh, it's dangerous. Putin he wing. knows better. But the fact that he's willing to go down the path of suggesting that America will no longer stand for freedom, mm -hmm. I think tells you he's willing to sacrifice everything. Why does standing for, for freedom require game? us to bomb oh, the Russians? Yeah. The Ukrainian people. Not some corrupt oligarch in a tracksuit. No, really, you, we're helping the Ukrainian people and making sure the war goes on as long as possible until we get to the point of nuclear war. Is anyone more loathsome than Liz Cheney? No, Meanwhile, there is no... Americans in jail if they disagree. Tucker, there is no one more loathsome than Liz Cheney other than Hillary. To answer that question, yeah, there are women that are more loathsome than Liz Cheney, but not very many... <laughs> It's a very, very close race, folks. And where did I leave off with okay, Chuck Todd? His second question for Chuck Todd, directed at Liz Cheney, a defamatory statement on a question, was that there are two election deniers on the Wyoming ballot. Now, you watch, mark my words, on November the 9th, the entire Democrat Party is going to become the party of election deniers. Because remember, Democrats don't ever lose. Even when they lose, they don't lose. When they lose, they cry foul, they weep into their milk, into their, their coconut milk or their soy milk, and then they say that they were cheated. Yes, cheated. There's no way the American public would reject us. There's no way the people of Wyoming rejected the Cheney. They just couldn't do it. It's impossible. 
Didn't she recently deny being a part of the Republican Party anyway? She did. She did. So why is it her party still? I love the. I, I love the. The. the there's, now we're getting the the the, uh, the the campaign slogan, the pro Putin wing of my party. You know what? I'm a pro Putiner. If I have to choose between Vladimir Putin and you, yeah, I'm going to take the KGB guy. Because at least I know that he was a KGB guy, and he looks a lot better on a horse than you do. At least I know that Putin could be on an episode of Yellowstone and steal all the thunder from Kevin Costner. <laughs> you couldn't. Would you take it, DKD? Yeah, I'll take the pro-Putin wing. Uh, incidentally, Molly Cheney, uh, Molly Hemingway writes, if for some other reason you thought Cheney's concern about elections was in any way legitimate or principled, this week she once again showed it wasn't when she laughed uproariously about how Jamie Raskin, her colleague on the January 6th show trial, hey Molly, just call it January 6th season two. There won't be a season three because the American public's about to cancel it. January 6th, season two, wrote a book about how her father had stolen an election. She has not critiqued Raskin for his views, nor suggested that they make him or any of the many demon, many of his many Democrat colleagues who have objected to Republican victories unacceptable. She hasn't complained that the Democrats' years-long campaign and information operation to reject the legitimacy of the 2016 election. The campaign joined enthusiastically and to great effect by the entire Democrat Party and its corporate media. Long story short, we can clearly see now that the powers, the, the usual suspects, the federal power abusers or the continent-wide power abusers, and we're actually going to meet Joe Sixpack, and Joe Sixpack is pissed off. <laughs>